0: Hello there and welcome to episode 69 of Spark of Rebellion, your weekly Star Wars podcast bringing you the latest news and reviews and discussion from everything from a galaxy far, far away. My name's Gary, welcome to another week and it's another week on The Bounce, this is two for two where we're back together, not one of us is off doing stuff that we shouldn't be doing. Um, How are you doing my good man, this is Mr Mark Asquith, my co-pilot in the Falcon. You had a good week dude?
1: I have thanks mate actually,
0: I uh... I went to see Empire, didn't I, at the cinema on Sunday? Oh, sweet. I saw your little uh, Insta with the, the logo on the curtain. Very nice. They
1: did a good job of it, it was like they did the whole welcome back thing. So, like, the local Cinemaplex... Uh, it's not a Cinemaplex, it's a two-screen old-school cinema. But uh, it's like this weird thing. So, like, centre of town, they're building up everything. Like, it's one of those classic regenerated town designs that blatantly in ten years will look like a regenerated town design. Which... Don't get me wrong, it's better than what we've got. So they're like building all this stuff up and they're building a massive cinema world. I'm like, this is alright, this is pretty sweet. But then there's this little cinema that's been there for years, like ever since I can remember. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's like, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do? So they've started showing old school films, which I'm thinking, that's a just a genius. Like if you've got nothing else, that is genius. So they had Empire on, on Sunday for the, the anniversary. Dude, it was badass. I'd only watched it three weeks ago on Disney+. Plus. And it was, uh, it's weird, you know, cause like you, 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 you've seen it in the cinema and it's like, if you can make yourself feel like you've never seen it before, like the experience is mint. Um, so yeah, that's sta- That was a good week, dude. It, stayed, it set off the week in the right tone. And then I had some really good news because I fired up my old iPhone, uh, cell phone, cellular internet enabled device. And, uh. Logged onto the old Insta. and Guess what I saw on there? Someone. They put a picture of some Lego on.
0: <sighs> see, what I, didn't, that? I didn't mention it. I was going to mention it in the intro, but I thought, no, I'm going to go stealth mode with this. I'm going to see if he brings it up because you can't. He's, been, you can't. he's been banging on for, I think this is what, week seven now. I don't know. Something like that.
1: That's I thought, the tragedy.
0: And that, yeah. So I thought, right, I won't mention it. Will he, will he, will he bring it up? And you bloody have. But yeah, dude, I bloody loved building that Lego. I'll be honest. Because the whole time, every single freaking brick, I was like, I love Mark. Another brick. I love Mark. I love a brick. No, you weren't. You were like, eat this brick.
1: Eat this brick. Eat this brick. I'm going to tell him. That mother. I'm going to tell him.
0: Yeah, I know. Screwed the box up as well. There you go. But <laughs> fucking, There you go, threw it at the wall.
1: I'm not even going to recycle the fucking box.
0: <laughs> but dude, it looks sweet. I've got it on the shelf. I'm looking at it right now. I love it. Thanks again. Nice.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm glad, man. I'm glad you like it. Now, it does look pretty sweet, actually. When you put it on there, I was like, that actually does look pretty badass. It's the, uh, what do you, what did you need more of? More Jawas? Like, there was just one
0: Jawas, wasn't there? Yeah. There was um lonely little Houdini. So he needs his buddies, you know. Or their buddies. I don't know what sex Jawas are. I don't know if they're like boys and girls or just if they're all gay. I'm not sure. Mm. But we need some more. We need some more, um, some Jawas. So I think I might just, I don't think you can buy individual Lego Jowers. I might have to eBay it and see if while someone's doing a job lot like, mm-hmm. you know, here's like 50 Jowers. I'll buy like 50 of them. That'll work. 50 Jawas, 17 quid plus PMP. Bargain, please. Four. <laughs> yes, please. Nobby Burton, the suitcase. Didn't know get in <laughs>
1: So what else have you been doing this week? Uh, what else have you been doing? In the world of Star Wars. We we know about the trip. We know about the heat. We've done that off camera. Yeah. Like, tell us the Star Wars stuff for this
0: week. Yeah, for the fans that are interested. Yeah. Was it the lake? No, no, no. Star Wars stuff. Right. So um, I watched The New Hope on Disney+. Plus. And uh, the reason I did that is because I couldn't sleep on it. I think it was like Wednesday night. It was like 29 degrees or something. It was like 11 p.m. I was like, I I can't be doing with this. Wife was next to me. She was loving it. She doesn't really feel the heat that much. She's just there in the duvet. I'm just like, I'm going to move another millimeter and then I'm going to sweat another bucket. So I'm like, no. So downstairs, couldn't sleep. Disney Plus on. I know what I'll do. I'll I'll watch all of the original trilogy because I'm badass like that. Twenty-five minutes into a new hope. <clears throat> huh. But anyway, I woke up and watched the rest of it. It was freaking awesome, dude. So I watched that, and I'm pretty sure that I watched when I watched that first time, when first time round, when Disney Plus first launched. I think um, I must have been caught up in the whole Disney Plus throttling the bandwidth because that was when lockdown kicked in. So when I watched it the other night, I was thinking, this looks really good. It looks really bloody good. Much better than when I first watched it. Like I, I saw like a visual difference. I don't normally clock that um, with online stuff because I just thought, you know, online streaming, compression, bitrate, all that stuff. Anyway, it looks amazing. So I thought, is this the best that Star Wars can look? And then I went down the rabbit hole. I think the next day I got um, uh, jumped online. I started looking into different versions to download because years ago I grabbed a copy. I think it was Harmies, I think it's called Harmi's Despecialized Edition of Star Wars. And uh, it's the dude that's taken out all of the... Um, Lucas effects and restored it back to its original cut and all that stuff. But over the years, these guys and some other guys, they've really like knocked it out of the park with the restorations and everything. So now there's like three or four really good fan edits. Um, There's Harmy's one, which I think is up to version three or something. They looked really good. But there was one called Project um, 4K77, where these dudes have taken like these old 35mm prints and whacked them up to 4k restored the lot and everything it dude it looks freaking awesome so it's a bit like the the kind of official editions that are on disney plus but they're the old cuts without all of the lucas effects and stuff dude um yeah so i downloaded that and uh, i'm gonna give that a watch at the weekend so yeah star warsy stuff bit of lego and then a bit of a bit of ot uh, stuff fan edits and whatnot so i'll report back next week on how that looks but yeah dude it's good
1: that's pretty badass, man. Yeah, that is pretty badass. It, the The Disney Plus stuff fascinates me because sometimes it like it does look really good. Um, I, I found it with Netflix when you're watching Netflix stuff as well. During lockdown, it was like oh, this is just all right, and then you turn it on and it's 4K, and you're just thinking, "Okay, did no expect this. This is this is really like I'm going to tell you a really weird story, and then we'll crack on." But when I um I had my first ever Xbox 360, you know the one that did the old Red Ring of Death, oh. and. Uh, Mine started doing that. So it was like, uh, Microsoft was like, Yeah, you've got to send it to Munich and we, we'll fix it for you. I was like, Yeah, all right, that's weird, but okay. Um, <clears throat> so I sent it off to Munich and I was, when it came back, I plugged it in and I started playing gears on it and I was like, What is wrong with my eyes? Like, everything is so clear. I thought something had happened to me. And it turns out they in Munich, while setting it up, had changed it from like 720. To 1080p, and I'd never, I'd just never had it on 1080p because it was like first HD TV. I didn't even realize it could get better than that. So when I got it back, I was like, "What is this? <laughs> this is amazing!" So I get that totally because you, you find yourself like every three or four minutes, like seeing it again. So you see something, you're like, "That really does look good. That really does look good." So I totally get that, man. I totally get that. Yeah, interesting. Do you think they'll do yeah. like a uh, 8K, 12K thing? I mean, it's just it's, this is just going to go on forever, isn't it?
0: I think we will do. I think um, it. We won't be any time soon, but I think eventually they'll do an 8K because I don't know in like ten, twelve years time we'll have really good sort of AI based machine learning um, upscaling stuff that does it really well. So I don't think they'll. I don't think they can do much more with the negatives, the actual original film. I think that's as high as we can go um, at the moment. So yeah, I think it'll be a software thing. Bit of happen, dude. I reckon. Nice. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I was gonna say, um, the, the Netflix thing, remember when we first spoke about Disney plus launching, this is well last year. And, um, we were saying that we were, we were surprised that Netflix still lock a lot of their 4k stuff behind an additional payment wall. I'm really surprised they haven't done anything with that, you know, because when you browse through all pretty much all of Disney plus, and I'm talking like films that go back donkey's years, like, I don't know, sword in the stone that came out in i don't know 70 something that's like 4k hdr and then when you browse through the library just everything is just 4k 4k you don't pay additional for that that's just part of the 5.99 package we have here in the uk Mm. i assume it's the same in the us and other countries but you mentioned netflix and 4k i've never watched anything in 4k on netflix because i think it's like an additional i don't know five six quid or something you have to pay how are they getting away with that did I even have anything on there that's decent in 4K? Or, or is it everything? You just unlock it behind a paywall?
1: Yeah, a lot of it is actually really good. Um, so a lot of the original series, a lot of the original movies are all 4K and it does look badass. Like, I think we pay $12.99 a month or something for it. Like, or maybe, maybe $14.99 for the full HD stuff. Um, but it, it does look better, man. Yeah, it does look better. Um, the I think the Disney thing will do it. I think Disney Plus will do it. I think like Disney are just on the acquisition push at the minute. Um, you you know what it's like. It's like, it'll be a two year strategy to book as many people as possible, get all that booked revenue in. That's why they did the 50 quid launch deal to book you in for the year. Um, And then I think over the next couple of years, I think they will start to do it. It's the only thing they can take away to start to get more lifetime revenue from you and I. Um, So it's, I do think they will end up doing it. Just like, I mean, Prime's the worst one for it because you're like, oh yeah, mint, I'm going to watch this thing. Oh, what? I am not paying 12 quid for it. Like, (laughs) The, the, they've got a little bit better with it, like with, with the filtering of included with prime. But when it, you know, like a year ago, it was just prime was a total mess. Cause you'd be like, Oh great. I'm going to watch this thing really spend ages finding something, And then it was like, Oh no, that's an <laughs> extra fiver. Nah, no <laughs> thank you. Like this is not blockbuster. So blockbuster, yeah, yeah. I, d- I reckon Disney will, they'll do something, but yeah, dude, 4k on uh, 4k HDR stuff on, on Netflix is if you watch a lot of it, if you're into it, you know, if you're into the, the that, that, quality side of it, it is kind of worth it. Um stranger thing. It is a. I, I know what you're saying, yeah. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a rob, isn't it? Rob you Rob Dog.
0: Netflix, aka Robin Hood. The rob dog Before we crack on with the show Remember to subscribe to us on whatever podcast app you get your podcast on or head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. There are links there to go off and do all of that stuff. We're on the socials too. Give us a search for SOR or Spark of Rebellion. You'll find us on there. Come and give us a like and a follow on there. Chat Star Wars throughout the week. And if you like the show, you like what we do here and you like listening to Mark and I waffle about everything to do with Star Wars every week, uh, we have a Patreon as well. Head over to patreon.com forward slash rebellion. You can jump on from uh, tiers from $1 upwards, get yourself some swag, some stickers, all that jazz, all the way up to exec producer credits. We can get involved in the show. Uh, So thank you so much to our current patrons. Love you guys for your continued support. Uh, As Mark said last week in these uh, difficult times, it's uh, it's great that you guys still support the show. So thank you. Thank you so much for all that stuff. Right. We're going to crack on with some news. Uh, First of all. This has now been officially announced that Star Wars Celebration 2020 that was due to take place in Anaheim has now been axed. It's like completely gone. So we suspected this might happen or who else is thinking of doing this, Dawn? we suspected this might happen. So uh, Star Wars Celebration is not happening at all. So uh, the dudes that run this, I can't remember the name of the company, it's like a company that uh, Disney or Lucasfilm get to handle this, but they've said, uh, no, it's what So They've not pushed it back to 2021. This is not happening now until 2022. So they're going to have a whole year off next year to, uh, uh, I assume, a combination of planning for the following year, make sure it's going to be awesome because they've cancelled this one, plus a bit of leeway just to make sure that the whole... COVID thing has, you know, properly been sorted out as much as it can be, I suppose. So anyone that bought tickets for this, you can get a refund uh, or you can transfer your ticket over to the new 2022 show. You can do that. You take your pick. It uh, you just need to head over to StarWarsCelebration.com. All the details are on there. And uh, yeah, it's a bit of a shame, dude, because even though you and I weren't attending, obviously, this year, it would have been great to see all the live casts and all the interviews and panels and, and all that jazz. So it's a bit of a shame that we're not getting that. But yeah, uh, Yeah, just wanted to let any of our US listeners know, um, or actually anyone around the world that was uh, flying over there, whatever, it's been pushed back, officially cancelled. So do not turn up to Anaheim expecting to walk in like the Kanye West of Star Wars in your Jedi robes and stuff. They will turf you out. Yeah, take your lightsaber away. On your way, mate. There's a Starbucks down the road. So here we go. Anaheim 2022. Uh, Right, dude. Uh, do you remember the old um, uh, Lego Star Wars holiday special that was rumored? Mm. Uh, this was rumoured. I think I saw a tweet or something about this a little while ago. Well, it's actually happening. So this is based on the uh, uh, the very old and very often uh, comically viewed um, Star Wars holiday special, which I think was out back in the 80- like the early eighties or something. Uh, why they even entertained the doing that is still a great mystery to everybody. It seems. So anyone that's not aware, uh, you'll love this. I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and do a search for the star Wars holiday special. And it's essentially, um, what's the best way to describe this? It's like, a, it's like a stage play. It's like if you were to go and see a stage production, uh, like a, a Broadway or West end of, of star Wars, this is what it is. It's like, um, sort of Wookiees, like people dressed up as Wookiees, It's basically celebrates Life Day on the planet of Kashyyyk, there's like a Wookiee family, and uh, there's all that. like Mark Hamill looks like a chick, you know, he's got like a little bob weave sort of haircut, it looks really weird, and uh, uh, it's just, actually I don't want to say any more, so those of you that have not seen it, just go and watch it, I think it's on, there's a couple of channels that have got it hosted on YouTube. But anyway... Um, to cut a long story short, they're going to do a Lego version, which is going to debut on Disney Plus this November, uh, which looks pretty funny, to be fair, because um, while you can't really do anything about the original uh, holiday special, um, that's sort of set in stone, uh, what you can do is just take take the piss out of yourselves, I suppose. So I think this is an, a, a sort of an attempt to do something cool to fill the gaps with Disney Plus at the minute, because we know that a bunch of shows have been postponed or stuff just being worked on there isn't that much to sort of get your teeth into apart from the Mando season two coming up so they're going to push out this uh, Lego version which looks really cool and the good thing about Lego is that it always has a mass appeal kids love it adults love it and uh, uh, apparently it's just going to be a nice sort of fun easy celebration of the saga uh, a lot of characters will be interacting with different characters and perhaps even different versions of themselves at different ages uh, which is cool. So it goes, uh, it goes on to say, uh, this is on superhero Hope. by the way, they've got a really good rundown of it. They go on to say that uh, the story will take place after the event of the rise of Skywalker uh, during a visit to a mysterious Jedi temple, Rey and BB-8 start traveling through time and space. Uh, in their journey, they meet Luke Skywalker, Vader, Kenobi, Yoda, and many more, even though they are more than happy to talk some of the most iconic characters from the saga. They also have to return in time for life day uh, for a dinner with the dudes on Kashyyyk so up for this dude I think this could be a, a good little crack I think this we'll have a lot of little uh winks and tongue-in-cheek uh moments so uh yeah you like a bit of Lego of course I sometimes oh, like Lego but yeah
1: well yeah do you <laughs> mm. you say you do but probably put this on get the old DVD stick it on the shelf not touch it for seven months mm.
0: what do you reckon to this dude you're up for no, this salty I've
1: been salty I've been salty um, yeah, I mean, you can't not be up for this. It's just one of those where, <clears throat> you know, it'll it'll just be fun. It's just it's going to be one of those fun things in it where you get like, you know, some of the, 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 um, article goes on to say that some of the actors will reprise their roles and it just, it's just a bit of fun, isn't it? It's a bit of a bez, um, and it'll just be nice, to, like you said, you know, a bit tongue in cheek. You know, f- throw back the curtain a little bit and kind of just acknowledge the original holiday special. Have a little bit of banter with it, and it, like you said, it's, it's great for the kids. It's great for adults that adults that want to just, you know, get something Star Warsy and not really worry about it. Um, I can't wait for all the all the comments from all the geeks. You know, we'll probably <laughs> be the same where It's like, look at that. That's that means that because that Lego version did this, that means that there's a third Death Star. That's the new trilogy. (laughs) Like, (laughs) all based on some random Lego stuff. Um, (laughs) So, um, yeah, I'm excited for that. But it'll just be fun, man. Like, Lego does just fun stuff. Everything that they do is just easily watchable. It's just a... Everything's just very tongue-in-cheek with it. So it's it's very difficult not to think, yeah, this will be a good best. You know, it's very difficult to have any other opinion other than, yeah, cool, let's just see what comes.
0: Yeah, sounds good. And the producer uh, a gentleman called um, a gentleman called where are you? Had his name right there a second ago. What's he called? Josh Rhymes. Uh, he goes Rimes on it? to say old Rhymes he goes on to say that along with the obvious influence of the original Star Wars um Uh, holiday special. Uh, Also, some of those old classic comedies like Planes, Trains and Automobiles and Christmas Vacation, that kind of thing. So it sounds like it could be a real good laugh. And um, this is going to drop on the 17th of November. So in the ramp up to Crimbo should be pretty good. Uh, Right, moving on. Um, The Mando, season two. The the composer for the Mandalorian series, a guy called Ludwig Goransson, Hope I'm saying that correctly. Uh, has let a kind of not really a big slip or anything about timelines, but um, the the timescale for the for his project for working on series two apparently alludes uh, a little bit to the current timeframe that we have for Mando two launching. So at the moment we only know that it's October this year. They haven't given us an exact date yet. So uh, the guy that's worked on 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 the score for this. Um, who I didn't know did the uh, music to Black Panther, which is pretty sweet. Um, has basically said, "Look, we've uh, we, we've done all of our work on, on this, so normally it takes—I don't know—I don't think there's a, a time box that you can put on this stuff, but normally it takes uh, a few months to do it." And uh, in an interview, he basically said that um, uh, that the stuff is done. So from April this year through to September um sorry of last year 2019 uh that's like a sort of a five month period uh where they they cracked on with the score and whatnot so that alludes to because what they did if anyone remembers when they were doing the rise of skywalker production that was kind of rushed it seems if you read any interviews or anything with uh daisy ridley those sorts of people they've you know they've said you know production was really speedy you know they didn't have enough time to do this and that but we know that um uh, the 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 music uh, for that uh, was done, you know, quite near the end of production for that. So John Williams was still working on it right up until I think it was about two months before it actually released. So we know that the score doesn't have to run concurrently with production; it can be done. But in a nutshell, um, a lot of people are saying, "Well, if the score's already done, the filming's already done, we should be, you know, Disney Plus should be releasing this in October." as they predicted they would be. A lot of people are saying that it was going to be at the beginning of October, but now it's saying it might actually be towards the end because the beginning of October is looking a bit unlikely at the moment. Uh, And it's also fueled the fire for a lot of people saying, well, if it's done, then why haven't you released it early? Uh, So I don't know what to say about that because we've known for ages it's going to be October. So um, I don't know why people are getting their knickers in a twist about that. But uh, I think um, some people are saying that... uh, well, we've got nothing else new from Star Wars, basically. So, if we know that stuff's been delayed and all that jazz due to COVID, and this is ready, why not put it out and give us something to watch? But I'm not sure how I feel about that. I think October's still pretty good. So, dude, it looks like uh, Mando uh, season two is going to land in October, as we expected, because now the music's apparently done. So, all good. Yeah, man.
1: I think it's. Um, I, I think it's totally fine. I, I you know, I see no. sounds weird, but there's no real story in this. Like, it's great. It's just, it's great to have that, you know, seemingly confirmed. And, uh, you know, I'm with you on the guys that are like, we should release it early. Like, why bother? There's that silly. No, we shouldn't. We've got plenty of other stuff. Um, there's really no reason to release it early because, you know, you got to market the thing. You got to tell people it's coming. That's how it works. Um, So, yeah, I think that's a moot point. But, I mean, this guy, Ludwig Göransson, he's absolutely brilliant, this guy. We've been watching New Girl, um, re-watching some of New Girl, which is brilliant. It's hilarious. And uh, he did the theme for that. He does a lot of the composing, the scoring for that. And this guy is just prolific, man. Um, I remember when I first heard the Mando score, I was like, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Like, it's got the March part of it. It's got the... It's got everything that you want from Star Wars, but it feels Western. It's got that... Wild West vibe, and I actually the first time I ever heard it. Like my favorite, one of my favorite films is Rocky. I was like, "That's that sounds like Rocky. <laughs> like it's got undertones of of the entire Rocky score." And someone did a mix of it on uh, YouTube, and it is like you can just lay them over each other and they segue into each other beautifully. So I'm like, I'm all right with that for two reasons. Like it gets you. It evokes a little bit of emotion. Also, Carl Weathers is in it, like Apollo Creed's in it. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Um, so I think this guy's awesome. Like a heck of a lot of time for this guy. I think he's like the next generation of Zimmer, Williams, Silvestri. Um, you know, he's 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 of that ilk. Um, and who's the guy that did a lot of the Marvel stuff? Michael uh, Giacchino. Giacchino. Um, like he's he's the next gen. Um, composer, so I I think this is it's brilliant stuff that he's still involved, um, and they make a great point in this, which obviously every Star Wars fan will know. But um, you know the the kind of the question around oh, is it a little bit quick, like is it a little bit rushed? The um, they make the great point at the end, which is that the concept of late leitmotifs, so in music, that's you know that's that's just a, a it's it's a character associated with a theme. So the Leia theme, the Yoda theme, the Force theme, you know the deal. Anakin's theme, Vader's theme, everything. And, you know, they make the point that um, the first season, you have to create those, whereas the second season, you're riffing on them. Um, so theoretically, it's a lot easier, which is why I would imagine Empire was probably easier to score than A New Hope was, because you don't have to create the Imperial match. You don't have to create the uh, the fanfare. So, yeah, I, I think this is... It, it, this is Pretty much par for the course, dude. Um, you know, if you if you look at a lot of TV shows, certainly the ones that are producing themselves um, weekly. You know, so if you look at some, something like the uh, the the CU uh, CW like DC comic stuff, sometimes they're only producing them three four weeks out. You know, they'll do an episode, and you'll see someone on in Insta like Stephen Amell post something on Insta, and then like three weeks later, the episode drops. So they know, you know, this is they know what they're doing. I don't this, is, this I don't think this is COVID related. I don't think it's anything to do with anything other than the fact that it's on schedule. Um, And I think we'll get a trailer next Friday, next Saturday, because it's, as you mentioned earlier on, it's the cancelled Star Wars celebration dates. And uh, yeah, I think we'll get it. So yeah, interesting stuff, dude. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be badass.
0: Should be, dude. Yeah. Stephen Amell, what's he up to these days? Because I'll be honest. He showed
1: up in New Girl actually the other day.
0: Yeah, because I'll be honest, dude, I kind of switched off from Arrow after season four, I think it was. Yeah. Something like that. It wasn't that. great. I, I loved it, dude, up to that point. Yeah. It's freaking sweet. Season two sweet. was badass. Like yeah. some
1: of the best superhero TV ever, that season two. Yeah. With the whole Deathstroke thing, Mirakuru stuff.
0: Yeah, man. As a result of switching off, though, I think I missed all of the crossover stuff that they did. Was it last year or the year before we had like Superman yeah. come back? Did you watch any of that?
1: They did the whole Christ on Infinite Earths thing, like they brought Keaton's universe into it. Oh, I they, did. they did. They uh, did. They even had Ezra Miller in it from the movies. He, he was the Flash in the Flash. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it was actually a pretty. I mean, it was bubblegum. Don't get me wrong. You know, for the first iteration of a Crisis live action, it was like a little bit bubblegum, like <laughs> a bit bubblegum. Um, and once you got past the whole, holy crap, that's Tom Welling. Holy crap. Um, Once you got past that stuff, it was just like, man, this is a bit average, but uh, it was, it was all right. It was all right. I just, I'm just waiting for Keaton to be back on the, on the big screen. Like now that's where it's at. That is where it's at.
0: Right. Dude. Mm -hmm. Mm. You mentioned at the beginning of the show that you went to the cinema to see Empire and it was like a pretty old cinema. Dude, the first memory I have of going to the cinema without my parents, like just going by myself was Batman Returns, 1992.
1: Classic! What a
0: dark film that was. I was twelve. Went to the, I was like, Mum, I'm going to the cinema, and you can't stop me. And she was like, Well, you're twelve now. I wasn't going to stop you, but thanks for the heads up. I'm like, cool. <laughs> so I'm out. You know, I'm out the door. Arranged to meet my mate. He didn't turn up. So I'm standing there just in the line by myself. You didn't cinema. turn up. Yeah.
1: What a dickhead,
0: dude! This was the days before mobiles. I couldn't. I couldn't text him, or DM it, or anything like that. I had to wait until school on Monday. It's like, where the frick were you, man? Oh, yeah, I got grounded, innit? I got grounded. I
1: love that. I love that. <laughs> you couldn't get in touch with people like, dude, I remember that so much. Like, where the hell were you four days ago? Do
0: you know, that was life, man, back then. That was life. Life, oh, life, oh, life. Desiree. <laughs> but anyway, watching Batman Returns at this old cinema in Stevenage. Oh, man. Stevenage, Hertfordshire. The old cinema in the town. It was beautiful cinema as well. Big ass screen. Big old fashioned, big red velvet seats. Oh man. Anyways. That's what that's what the uh, the cinema in town's like. I love those cinemas. Awesome.
1: Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Batman Returns was badass dude. Like they should have done so much more with Keaton, but you know, Batman Forever came along and we all know what happened
0: there. Well, do you know what? Keaton. He made the right choice, man. When he read that script for Batman Forever, and just tossed it in the bin within like three seconds, best decision he made, man. Big time, big time. Big time. This is like I'm two shots to the integrity. The... This is like two shots to the head. It is, isn't it? Sorry about that, everyone. Sorry, not sorry. Reminiscing, right? Anyway, let's move on. Uh, so the it seems like every week we seem to cover rumors and stuff around Disney Plus TV shows that are either on the radar or they've been leaked as they're coming up or whatever it is. And we've got another one of those kind of things. Here we go. Another one of those. So a lot of talk has happened recently around the characters that they want to bring from the animated world into live action Disney+. And I think it was a couple of weeks back or last week, we said that there was some development work happening for Ezra and or a Thrawn Uh, tv shows whether they're going to be combined or have their own shows we weren't sure but the dudes over at LRM online who have been um, fairly reputable in the past um, some of the things that they've reported on have come to light and and so on so uh, fairly credible with some things but they've uh, they've got a source at Lucasfilm so they reached out and said look what's going on with the uh, with these character shows that we've heard are in development and so on And uh, they went on to say, uh, this is a quote, they said, we took this opportunity to check in with one of our sources and according to them, the live action Ezra slash Thrawn series is still in play at Lucasfilm. However, it probably wouldn't premiere until well after the Ahsoka Tano show. In other words, there's a bit of time that needs to pass before we get any 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 more information on that, end quote. So I think what they're saying is that stuff... Clearly, well, we've heard this from a couple of sources. So that stuff clearly is in lots of early um, planning or production, whether you want to call it a Lucasfilm, for the Ezra and or Thrawn stuff. But it sounds like they're trying to get their ducks in a row with terms, in terms of timelines and stuff as well, because it sounds like if you bring... Because oh, we know that Rosario Dawson is going to play the live-action version version of, um, of Ahsoka uh, in the upcoming season two of Mando. So I think... That's going to be like the very first dipping their toe in the water with um, animated characters coming over to live action. That's going to be all good. Depending on how that goes, I reckon that's going to be the stepping stone into an Ahsoka Tano show. And depending on how that goes, that could then open the door to the Ezra and Thrawn stuff. So the Ahsoka Tano show that I'm talking about apparently is going to be centered around Um, Ahsoka looking for, uh, searching for Ezra after the events of the final season and final episode of Star Wars Rebels. So anyone that hasn't watched that show or doesn't know, at the very end, Ezra and Thrawn end up just being, um, uh, they're they're lost basically. They're off in another realm, whatever you want to call it. Um, We know they're not dead, they're just off. So apparently Ahsoka is going to be on the search to try and find Ezra. So a, a couple more pieces to the puzzle in this one, mate. It's um, uh, Obviously, it's not a confirmation. We probably won't get that for quite some time, but it is cool that if this is true, that their sources are saying that these are being worked on, this could be like a really cool... I mean, we just mentioned like the whole Arrow thing and the crossover and stuff. This could be like a really cool Star Wars version of that. We have these different characters rocking and rolling in in live action on Disney+. Plus. So what say the...
1: Yeah, I think it's fascinating, man. I think if you if you look at, like, the Ahsoka stuff, if, if that's a, a genuine series that's in development, it is highly likely that one of the episodes of The Mandalorian will serve as a bit of a backdoor pilot. You know, if you look at, I think it was Arrow season two, episode three or 13 or whatever it was, like the mid-season um, of Arrow. That was the backdoor pilot for The Flash. You know, we saw the origin story of The Flash. Um, and then it was, oh, crap, that's The Flash. Um and it, you know that's how they do it. That's how they did Batwoman. There's so many of these things that happen like that. You know, we we, we even see it in things like The Office, where you, you know there was the backdoor pilot for the um, in the US version of The Office for the um, the potential spin-off with Dwight Schrute, which never happened, but that was the, it was the backdoor pilot for it. So I think you know this is a very very common thing. Um, and I think with Star Wars, you've got a bit of an edge because you do have such a rich tapestry of history to look back on. So you've got um. The Rebels finale, which then, you know, that brings so many questions. Like, do you get Hera Syndulla turning up? Because we know she's still knocking around. Do you, you know, Kane and Jaris's kid with Hera is, is around. Um, you, there's so many questions that that could answer that lead itself, not only to being part of a great independent story, that, but that, you know, we've said this about Star Wars forever, that, you know, you've got the opportunity to make the other stuff in the past better by adding to the story. and and, and adding layers to it. Um, So I think if it's done right, I think that works really, really well. I think if you, you know, if you think about Thrawn and Ezra, like Thrawn's a fascinating character. And I think on TV, he would be fantastic. He needs the budget and he needs the time to develop. When you read the books, they are not fast-paced books. Um, But I think it's the middle one out of the trilogy, the most recent Timothy uh, Zahn trilogy, where you... You have Thrawn and Vader on a mission. And then in the past, you've got Anakin and Thrawn having their first meeting with Padme and, you know, trying to find Padme at the mining, on the mining planet, whatever. Like, that is so badass, man. And you just get to see how great a character Thrawn is. And then they tie it up at the end by alluding to the fact that Thrawn knows Vader is Anakin because of how he moves and some of the stuff he... And then and, and Tarkin, you know, we know Tarkin knows about that for the same reasons... And you just think like this, if you if you extrapolate that up and really look at what these characters can do, like what can Ahsoka do for the Star Wars universe, you just get more of that. Because you get, it's what's fascinating about the Obi-Wan series, because you get to think about, uh, and it's what's fascinating about the most recent Darth Vader comics, like you get to see some of the feelings played out. So you get to see, yeah, we saw in Rebels Ahsoka dealing with the fact that, that now nah, that's not Anakin, that's not Anakin, oh crap, that's Anakin. And having to handle that, and then the world between worlds, and you know, that whole concept. But then I think with a TV show on Disney Plus, there's a heck of a lot that you can do with these characters, like you can with Obon, where it's dealing with that mental state where you get everything that makes Star Wars amazing. You get the scores, you get the sets, you get the costumes, you get the planets, you get the creatures, you get the storylines, you get all that stuff. But you get time to watch Ahsoka say things like. Here's how I dealt with figuring out that Darth Vader, the guy that did all that really bad stuff, he was like my best friend. Like, it, you, you you get that. And I think if they can do that with Thrawn and Ezra as well, because that dynamic is going to be interesting. Like, the Pergil, it bailed. Yeah, obviously in the unknown region somewhere out, you know, past, past, out past the outer rim. You know, it's just gone. Like, what? What does that do for the relationship? These guys hated each other. Ezra sacrificed himself to get rid of Thrawn. And it was just a MacGuffin to get him out of the way for the original trilogy. But, like, how have they survived for all this time? Like, have they had to become closer? Have they had to become more, um, you know, enemies? Have they got that kind of more Obi-Wan respect thing that they those guys had at the end? Um you know, have they had to unite against a common enemy? Like, there's so much good stuff that could be done in that. But, and this is where I think Star Wars fans get a bit snotty sometimes. Like, it really can't be rushed. Because if, like, you know, with The Mandalorian, you said about The Mando, like, why not just release season two now? Because it'll be frigging rushed. And it's, you know, it's like the marshmallow test. Would you, do you want this one marshmallow now, or do you want to wait for two? You know? So I think if they just do... Do their due diligence on it and let, you know, let it really breathe a little bit. Let the Mandalorian have its day. You know, let Ahsoka, you know, if she's coming into the fray in the Mandalorian, let her really come into the fray. Don't just go, yeah, that's an episode with Ahsoka. See you later. She'll be back. Like, let it breathe a little bit and let the stories tell themselves and then introduce some of these characters. Otherwise, you know, Star Wars fans will be all over it by saying things like, look, I want this now. And then when it's crap, because they've rushed it, because everyone's cried about wanting it, they'll be like, that was crap, can't believe you did that. Doomcock will be back, Kathleen Kennedy, blah, 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 blah. But then we're pushing for it. So you've got to, I think with Disney+, Plus, we need to approach it maybe just as fans a little bit different. Like, understand that, you know, you're filming a 10-hour season. Uh, season. You know, you're not filming a two-and-a-half-hour movie, you're filming a 10-hour season. Um but I think it could be, I think it could be sweet. I think it's one of those things where, you know, in like five or six years, we look back on it. Similar to like we did with the Marvel Universe, even some of the, like we said, the DC stuff, where you look back on that in five, six years and you're like, oh, that's, that That actually, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Like, I'm glad they did that. And, you know, in five years time, we're grateful for the fact that we've now got it all. Um So, yeah, I think it could be interesting, man. I mean, I'm curious about The Mandalorian because everything is so under wraps. Like, we know that Timothy Oliphant's in there. We guess that Rosario Dawson's in there. Like, dude, we've not even talked about... um, What's his name? Django Fett, the guy that plays him. I forget his name. You know, we've not talked about him for ages, but he's apparently in it. And (laughs) this is where I think if we just have that patience and, you know, we'll see in the trailer... that There'll be a stinger. There'll be a zinger in the trailer. You know, it'll be the Mandalorian, it'll be the last drop, there'll be the last thing where you're like, that's fucking Captain Rex. <laughs> you know, there'll be something like that in the Mando trailer, you would think. Um, and I just think sticking to that approach, dude, you know, let John Favreau, let Dave Filoni do their thing. You know, they do the best work, I would assume, when they're not being rushed. Look at the, the you know, the Clone Wars Season 7. It's like, let them do their thing. And Star Wars fans, like, take the foot off being whiny little, you know, plonkers, you know, <laughs> crying out for things, you know, it, it's a weird fandom, is it, dude? You know, we, we, we scream for things. I don't think anyone screams for things like, well, apart from the Snyder Cut, I can't think of anything <laughs> else. But fans have screamed for more than something Star Wars related. But it could be sweet, man.
0: could be sweet, yeah. And I think you make um, a really good point. It's almost perfect there about sometimes, I think, like Star Wars fandom, it is a funny old place sometimes. And I think that feeds into some of the, the top bods over at Disney or, or Lucasfilm. I think they just pander to that sometimes. They're like, Because that was the case when uh, Disney first bought, bought out Lucasfilm. Immediately, before they'd even spoke to any creative people, before they'd even done anything, they are like, right, you're going to get this film, this film, and this film and, on these years. In between those films, so every other year you're going to get a main saga film. In between those years you're going to get the spin-offs, plus we're going to do animating, whatever it was. So before they even, you know, got that creative stuff happening and that kind of then feeds the fandom. The fandom's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We want Star Wars films now. We're like, we need one. It's like Star Wars fandom's almost like, no, we don't want another Star Wars film. We need one. We need one now. And I think, I think that the Disney plus stuff will kind of counter that a little bit because if you look at some really successful TV shows that are on Netflix and stuff like that, sometimes you've got to play the long game. You've got to do that sort of slow burn, just get the story sort of organically happening across, like you said, like 10 hours worth of content and stuff. You can't just hit people in the face with like, here's a two-hour film, or in the case of Star Wars, here's like a a three-hour film and then just disappear for years and years. You know, let's just play the, the long game, so... Yeah, totally agree with you there dude. But it could be cool. If they if they nail these if they nail the story and the characters correctly, it could be like mm. amazing TV. So. Yours. Yeah, I agree man.
1: And do you think you got to just to that point to, to wrap that one up. I think you you're right. You have got to put the chess pieces in place. You've got to be quite strategic about what you drop. Like, some of the best seasons of TV ever have come after four seasons of the most mediocre TV. Um, You know, the best example that I can think of with this is, like, Breaking Bad. Like, the first season of that, I was like, holy crap, like, this is... You can tell this is good. Like, I know this is good. But it's slow going. Mm -hmm. But they move all the pieces. They they, they build the relationships. They make you feel different things for the different characters. And then... They wrap a big old bow around it and just pull it tight and everything comes together. And, uh, you know, that, that that spoilers ahead, but, the, you know, the last season of Breaking Bad where he's just, you know, he just goes off the rails. You're like, oh, crap. And then, <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, crap. Like, and I would much rather wait for that than have, like, a mediocre anything Do you know what I mean? Just a a mediocre, oh look, yeah, it's Star Wars for the sake of it. We don't, because like I said, Star Wars fans are toxic. They will hammer us if that happens. They will hammer Disney. And I don't think Disney can risk it because of Rise of Skywalker. And you know, to some fans, Last Jedi, like the entire sequel trilogy was put them on real thin ice. Um, (laughs) So you got to get this right. And that's why I think the Mandalorian bought a lot of goodwill back, which is great. Um, so I don't know it's fascinating man it's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know any other fandom like it you know even the DC fans that were really really toxic about like Justice League and Man of Steel and stuff like that that you know Man of Steel's now getting a bit of a Star Wars prequel approach to it people are looking back on it seven years later and thinking actually that was pretty freaking sweet um, so yeah I don't know I, just, I think they're on thin ice and they've just got to take their time
0: absolutely dude and Bob's like right we need to take our time with this Kat's like no 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 I know Star Wars better than anyone and we're doing it now
1: <laughs> Doomcock's like Doomcock
0: Doomcock bloody Doomcock <laughs> is Cathy in?
1: yeah who is it? it's not definitely not Doomcock alright let her in who is it? Me, Doomcock. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Little bloody terror. I've done it again. Oh, get out. No, I'm not coming with you. I'm staying. I'm Kathleen. I'm here. I'm staying forever. And then Lucas is in the corner like, Doomcock, get, 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 get her out. Get her out. Go, get, take her away.
0: Do you know what I mean? The next day on Doomcock's channel, slagging you off. Yeah. This
1: is big boy shit.
0: Oh, anything we can do? I don't know. I don't know,
1: he's pretty fit, mate. He looks pretty fit. He could probably handle himself against well, karate. karate. Oh, little slugs.
0: Oh, Doomcock.
1: Uh, do you know what? We said this like pre-recording that <laughs> like a year's time. It'll be like, welcome to Spark Rebellion, episode 121. Oh, this is uh, we're gonna start this episode with a formal apology to Doomcock because you were right about
0: everything. Everything <laughs> yeah. Indeed, man. I can see that happening. I can see it in the force. Uh, Right. TV, that's done. Done. Now, you mentioned the Snyder Cut. Fans are going, fans have been doing cartwheels, haven't they, about the Snyder Cut for years now. And the dudes over at, where are they now? Is it Warner Brothers? Is it Warner Brothers? Yeah. It is, yeah. Those dudes are like, all right, all right. Christ. Here's a bit of money. Go and sort it out. We'll shut them up. So it looks like it looks like the same kind of vibe is now going to happen with the rise of Skywalker. And there's been uh, whisperings and uh, uh, rumblings about a new cut put together by JJ and George Lucas, known as the Abrams Lucas cut. Apparently, this is happening. It's probably not, but apparently it is. So a new report, I don't know where this report has come from, claims that a new dramatic cut of the film is on the way. And uh, it says that Kathleen Kennedy, Kath, Kathy, what you done now? Kathy. Uh, Apparently Kathleen Kennedy has changed and deleted loads of scenes from the, uh, from the rise of Skywalker. Apparently she stuck her oar in during the, First phase of production, the second phase, when they're doing the reshoots or the rewrites, apparently she was there behind everybody, just a foot away, whispering, change that, change that, change that, or you're fired. Anyways, apparently this didn't go down well, obviously. A lot of fans consider, consider The Rise of Skywalker to be shit, basically. So what they've done is they've invented this story in their heads that George Lucas and J.J. Abrams are going to get together... And uh, <laughs> they're going to put together this amazing new cut. Now, this all comes from the new dude at the top. So Bob Chapek, 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 whatever you want to call him. The new Bob. Chappie,
1: you Chappie. old slag. You How is Elaine? She left you yet? Mm. Left him. <laughs> Got about that.
0: Old Chapek, old Chappie. Uh, has basically flecked his new CEO muscles and said that he wants JJ and George to put a new cut together. And this is now happening and it's going to come in 2023. And it will include a bunch of scenes that we kind of heard about on the grapevine. Uh, And that's going to be in this new cut because they were cut originally. So a lot of it is centered around the scenes that were supposedly filmed that were meant to be around the force ghosts coming into play and all that stuff. And it's also uh, so th- we know about all the for- uh, go and listen to some previous um soR episodes, we talk about that in detail. but uh, one of the scenes that I didn't realize was cut. haven't heard of this one before was apparently Kylo Wren uh, runs into Anakin's Force Ghost on the uh, in the ruins of the second Death Star and basically just <laughs> runs into him. so as I imagine that goes down. Like- <laughs> <laughs> oh hello. Hello, <laughs> Hello <are> you. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like, legging it through the death star Anakin trips him over.
1: Oh. oh. Watch
0: where you're going. You Done that scamp. a few
1: times. Oh, got to watch that. You got to watch that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. That, 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 I'm imagining that's quite a cute little moment. Like, you kind of look like me from a while ago. <laughs> yeah. And you whine like I used to do. <laughs> are we related? Yeah. We might be related, you know. Can you call me Anakin Wren from now on? Sure, sure, sure.
0: Kylo, my former master, pal, you know, all that. Like, here we go. That's a great impression, actually. Old, uh, old Hayden's back. But yeah, apparently they ran into each other on the desk. <laughs> 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 That's just so funny. They ran into each other on the desktop, as you do. And um, yeah, apparently uh, the force ghost of Anakin essentially just clues up Kylo, says, look, um, I can see that you're on the you're on your path, you're on your way back to being Ben Solo, back to the light side. I just want to put the nail in the coffin here. Just want to confirm everything that yes, Palpatine is a bitch, and he's been using you for God knows how long via these th- various methods, you know. And uh, so yeah, now that we've had this chat, go and sort it all out, please. I'm out. I was going to be in another scene, but that's you know. Cheers, Kathy. So anyway. This new cut is apparently going to include these more forced ghosty uh, scenes and whatnot. And it's coming in a couple of years. Now, I would have said initially straight off the bat that this is just absolute BS. But then I said that for ages about this supposed Snyder Cut. I just thought that <laughs> people like Warner Brothers, they just wouldn't undercut or undermine themselves. You know, they'd be like, because when they marketed the film, they were like, yeah, this is the best superhero thing you've ever seen and we're really proud of it we're really happy and all this jazz so for them to say actually no we weren't you know we lied to you back then this wasn't the best thing we've ever done this guy's going to put out the best thing it just seems a bit like i don't know but i don't know it would be amazing for sure but i just i think lucas slash disney film have just got a tad more sort of arrogance about them than warner brothers at this stage i just feel like this is like an admittance of failure if you like Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm with you, dude. And I think we've got to break it down into two things, like what would be amazing from a story perspective and a movie perspective, and then like a business perspective. Because from a story perspective, Kylo Ren in The Force Awakens was shown to be like, I will finish what you started, grandfather. You know, he, he was doing all that shit. So then for that never to be referenced and for the Vader thing to be, you know, the whole mass to be destroyed in Rise of Skywalker... Like, there was so much in Force Awakens that didn't get payoff, and that was one of them. You know, the way that he was, like, the, he was obsessed with the dark side because of Vader. And then for that not to get payoff. Um, and the fact that, you know, this is Anakin and Luke's story. It's always been Anakin and Luke's story. You know, regardless of of, of the chosen one, it's Anakin and Luke. It's always been that story. And for the to be no payoff in the rise of skywalker that even in, that even acknowledges anakin skywalker's part in all of this is 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 arguably the biggest mistake they've made in the entire trilogy so from that side of things i think yeah all right i'm fairly sure that those film uh, those scenes were filmed like i don't know which ver- versions or variations but something including Hayden christensen in christensen i'm 99% sure was filmed like I'm, I'm fairly sure, same with you and McGregor, I'm fairly sure that there's a, a bit of film of him somewhere dressed as Obi-Wan Kenobi, because marketing, like why would you, if you were building an Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show, you put the Rise of Skywalker out, you let it do its box office thing, and then for a month, you focus on marketing the bit with Obi-Wan Kenobi in it, after the fact, when the spoilers are all done, and everyone's seeing it, you're like, yeah, but this guy's back, like, it's, that's what... Movie and IP intellectual property marketing does. That's how it works because it gets us excited. So I think that exists somewhere. I do. I think something like that exists. But I think you're right, man. I think the arrogance of a Disney versus a, a Warner Brothers, because like Superman and Batman get reinvented every 12 years. You know, we saw the Dark Knight Rises in 2012, and then like the year after Man of Steel came out. And then two years after that, you had an entirely different Batman. So that wasn't like that amount of time. It wasn't that mass amount of time. The same with Spidey, you know, we had Garfield, everything down back to Maguire. You know, we've had so many Spiders. Star Wars, you don't reinvent. And that's the problem is that it's sort of a You've got to live with it because it's Star Wars. And it's. I think this is like, again, you know, thinking forward five years, I think we'll look back on like the last 18 months of Star Wars as a real pivotal point because Disney Plus arrived, Mandalorian arrived. Things were able to be done in a different way. We've got an animated series, two thereof, Bad Batch and Clone Wars Season 7 that we never thought we'd see. Like this is like a nexus point for for Star Wars. And the decision is, what do they do with the movies? Like, how do they genuinely do something good with the movies? And almost just stomach the fact that they might have cocked up. Like, if if you want to get the fans back on side, you've got to drop the ego, drop the arrogance, and say, look, all right, we get it. Something wasn't right there. Tell us what it was, and let's see what we can do together to fix it. But I don't think they will. I don't think that's Disney's MO, because it's Disney and I mean, you know, there's a bit of news that we'll probably get to next week about Luke Skywalker and, 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 and you know, what we've talked about it before. You know, we're not done with that character and it, it seems there's a report flying around about that as well. But it's like this perfect storm of just not being able to really back down because, like, Hamill's getting old, Harrison Ford's getting old, Carrie Fisher's sadly not with us anymore. You've, you, you have this scenario where you can never properly serve them, like they've missed their chance with this particular set of people. And to many people, that is quintessentially Star Wars. Um, So there's a lot of problems with it, man. Hell of a lot of problems with it. But I think we'd all love to see that. I just don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening.
0: No, it just feels like, yeah, the only other tiny little nugget of, of stuff that's been knocking around that might lend, I don't know, is the you know there's been some stories about george lucas being involved a bit more heavily these days but he's kind of come back into it if um stories and rumors are to be believed that um that kathleen kennedy is like there i saw something on the youtube the other day about uh george lucas apparently being a bit pissed off with kathleen kennedy it's like he thought that she was the person to sort of carry this through and make it a huge success and everything and it hasn't quite panned out that way um, again, I mentioned this like months ago that I don't think you can put all of that blame on Kathleen Kennedy. I don't think she's solely uh, to blame for that. But apparently, George Lucas has been a bit like, nah, "I thought you were a you were you would a girl to do it," you know. But and then she's like, "Yeah, well, I just don't like Star Wars. You know, I just don't like it. <laughs> you know, you offered me a lot of money, and that's money. So I'm going to take that. Um, but I'm, you know, because, anyways. So apparently, there's been this kind of thing that's been happening around George Lucas coming back and working very closely with Dave Filoni and John Favreau and they're like the kind of holy trinity of like the Star Wars people apparently who are working on this stuff at the minute so the fact that George Lucas is coming back and he's being more involved because he initially stepped down didn't he He was just going to be an advisor of some sort and you know they didn't listen to him anyway all of the ideas he had for the sequel trilogy, they just binned anyway. So it could be, I don't know, like if he's coming back and he's kind of missing working on Star Wars and feels a bit of responsibility to kind of sort it out, then maybe. But but then the other thing that counteracts that is JJ has gone on record to say that no, I don't know anything about an additional cut. I'm certainly not working on anything. But like you said, dude, that's like marketing and stuff. So that could just be a clever like Let's just throw him off the scent for a bit. But anyways, apparently that's coming in 2023, if uh, rumours be to believe. So that could be cool. Could be cool. Uh, And lastly, we're going to finish up just a very quick thing. Um, Somebody over on Reddit said that uh, this is the dumbest moment in all of Star Wars. And this is amazing because this absolutely blew Reddit up over 6,000 replies. Everything went nuts. It was just brilliant to read this. And uh, the scene that he says is the dumbest moment in all of Star Wars is when Rey holds up the ancient dagger (laughs) and uh, takes the little compassy thing out of the side and holds it up and it matches exactly the ruins of the the fallen Death Star 2 in the ocean. And uh, and that's it. That's the thing. She's like, right, this matches. It's like, you know, the bit in The Goonies where he holds up the little doubloon and you can see the (laughs) rocks and stuff. To be honest with you, The Goonies nailed that because that's like you know, thousands year old rocks in the ocean, you know, and that's like brilliant. Uh, So this guy's basically said, look, this is absolutely ridiculous. There's no way that this kind of wayfindery thing in the dagger would actually work because, and then he put like a, a gif of like the second Death Star being blown to shit in space. It's like, you know, first of all, there's nothing left of it. Second of all, if it does fall down on this planet, it's in the ocean. Surely it's going to move over time and degrade and everything. And uh, and everyone just went nuts for this man. Everyone started posting like their dumbest moments, and it was it was freaking hilarious, dude. So, uh, you agree with this or no? Is this one of the or the dumbest moment in all of Star Wars? <laughs> this is one hundred percent
1: the the second the moment. I switched off from the rise of Skywalker in the movie <laughs> uh, in the movie theater because I was I was I had the same thought, man. I was like, so this that this, yeah. So that's landed like that, yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, and then, yeah, of course, it fits. And I was just like, I said, to, I remember turning around to K and being like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> and, and it it is, man. It is the dumbest plot point in all of. Not all of Star Wars, I think in all of the movies that I've seen for the last 10 years. And that's a big statement because there's a lot of stupid crap. But <laughs> I'm fairly sure this is the most ridiculous MacGuffin ever. To In order to advance a plot, it is it is stupid writing. Like, stupid. And I can't believe it got through. I literally remember thinking the same thing in the, in the cinema. I was like, nah, mate. Nah, I'm out. This is it. I am Done. And then the other thing that got me for it as well, and it's not because it's stupid, but it's just because I was like, oh, you, you just absolute pussies, was when C3PO's memory got brought back. I was like, you, <laughs> you, you gave us that in the trailer and you set us up for it. And it was going to be this amazing thing. And like, it's a droid. Yes, we love the droid, but we need one sacrifice just to give a bit of weight to the situation. And then you do that. And R2's got a backup. And I was just, you, <laughs> like. and I think this is like back to the previous point, which is that like Disney just with everything doesn't have the balls. Like it doesn't have the balls. It like, it did have the balls a little bit for last Jedi. And then everyone went, we don't really like that. And they were like, oh shit, I'm sorry. Rather than just having the balls <laughs> to do something like I'd rather be divisive and have a, a lot of fans than everyone think it's just average. And it's just. I think that was, like, symptomatic, and this plot point just really drives it home for me, dude. So, yes, absolutely
0: stupid. Well, they eighty sixth Solo, didn't they? That was quite ballsy.
1: Well, that's true, actually. and they, Yeah, they did. That's fair, actually. And it was, like, Solo was, like, this weird thing, wasn't it? Like, even Rogue One was a little bit, like, ballsy with it. It was, you know, that did a few things a bit differently, I guess. Um... But I just don't know.
0: It feels like they're just. The, it's like one step forward, two steps back from, isn't it, with stuff? Yeah, it's funny as well about R two having a backup. R two is like the Dropbox in Star Wars, right? Layer. It really is. I need something to put this message on. All right. uh, Sign into Dropbox and link account. <laughs> right, sweet. Now I'm not going to fiddle. And he's with that. just like, <whistles> yeah.
1: And he's like, "Fuck! Forgot my password." That's what that means.
0: <laughs> Oh, this is too much work. Somebody get me a disc. Where's good old yeah. physical media? Get me a disc. Come on.
1: <whistles> what? I don't want to sign in with fucking Google.
0: I <laughs> want to sign in with my password. Single sign-on in Star Wars. Come on. I wonder if R2-D2 ever, like, got loud. You know, like, when Dropbox is first syncing or something happens and your laptop or anything, like, the fans kick in and it's, like, really loud. I wonder if R2 has that. Or if he's got like a decent cooling system. Definitely not like no. the Xbox 360. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Send it
1: off to me when it comes back in HD.
0: Yeah. Dude, I remember wrapping my Xbox 360 in a towel and leaving oh, it on for awesome. an hour so it overheated the solder and like soldered itself back on. It worked for like three months and it collected in. we're going to do there bud for this week and this episode thank you so much everybody for tuning in for another week this was episode 69 it was great to have you all on board again as we talk through everything that's been happening in the world of Star Wars remember to subscribe to our show we'd love to have you as a subscriber head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen there are links there to go off to all of the podcast apps and if you've got a minute to leave a rating or a review that would be awesome because that would help us out loads and loads we're on the socials too instagram twitter and facebook just do a search for us there or go to the website there are links there and uh, come and chat with us uh, as we talk star wars throughout the week in between shows and if you like the show and you want to support us uh, head over to patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion there are a bunch of tiers there you can jump on board we'd love to have you as a patron and thank you so much to our current patrons for your continued support we love you guys as always uh, it's been another fun week, dude. Glad tidings, sir. Always fun, always fun.
1: And uh, you're going to be soon be able to get Spark Rebellion over on Amazon as well. That's a new one that's coming out that we're uh, we're just waiting for ingestion on. So you are going to be able to get uh, Spark Rebellion in Audible and inside Amazon Music. So if that's your preferred player of choice, look out for podcast landing there pretty soon. But uh, yeah, man, it's been sweet. have enjoyed this one. And uh, yeah, we'll be back
0: next week for episode 70 so cheers dude enjoyed that indeedy yes we will see you guys next week until then take care of yourselves stay safe and may the force be with you always